0: This week, we're launching our new series, The Key Three, conversations with good cooks about the three recipes they think every good cook should know. It's a fun project for us and, interestingly, very revealing about the cooks. Take this week's guest, Andy Ricker. Andy fell for the street food of northern Thailand in his backpacking days. So he learned the language, built contacts among cooks there, and started bringing back ingredients. He opened a street stand at his house in Portland, Oregon, and he called it Pock Pock. Well, in 2007, that stand was named the best restaurant in Portland. Then came the Whiskey Soda Lounge, and now two Pock Pocks in New York. Well, we met up with Andy in the kitchen at Whiskey Soda Lounge.
1: One, two, three, not only you and me. Got 180 degrees
0: and I'm caught in between counting. One, two, three, Peter Pond and Mary. Getting down with three feet. Everybody loves old Andy, it's good to see you again.
1: Good to see you, too.
0: So what are your
1: key three recipes? Uh, my key three recipes are jasmine uh, jasmine rice, uh, a boiled egg, huh. and steamed fish.
0: Why jasmine rice, boiled egg, and steamed fish? Why those three?
1: Because jasmine rice is the, or, or rice in general, is the basis of all Thai cuisine. Uh, Thai food is almost always eaten with rice, and it's more important than, than any other aspect of the Thai cuisine.
0: A boiled egg?
1: Well, it's the, to me, the egg is kind of the perfect food. You don't have to really do much to it. And it's very versatile. You can make it into lots of different shapes and textures. And to me, a, a perfectly boiled egg is beautiful for breakfast or in a soup on top of rice, uh, uh-huh. as a snack anytime. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. And then steam fish. We don't steam fish in this country. We
1: we don't seem to steam food very much. And it's one of the great techniques of cooking. And in Asian cuisines, uh, steaming is very, very important. And probably as popular or as common as frying or baking. So if you visit uh, a typical uh, home kitchen in Southeast Asia, what, what you typically would find is a you don't have a lot of appliances. You might just have a single charcoal burner or a single gas burner. Uh-huh. And so to, in order to prepare a meal, you're either cooking one thing at a time and sort of setting it aside, and then cooking the next thing. Uh, With steaming, you can have layers of steamers. You can cook a whole meal on one stove
0: at Ah. one time.
1: So you could have your fish in there, and then maybe above that, you might have a Another tray, right? right, And maybe you might have something wrapped in banana leaves above that, and you can steam it all at once. Uh, And then then you have a complete meal.
0: That's right, because you buy steamers, and they have have pans that sit on top of pans on top of pans. So you've got one source of heat, and you make an entire meal. Sure. Uh, show me how you steam a fish.
1: Okay, so the first thing we do is we make sure we've got a nice hot steamer going. I okay. uh, typically we use a, a Chinese-style round steamer, but you could use any kind of steamer you want. Um, you have a steamer, by the way, on a burner exactly, the size yes. of
0: a baseball field. We're in, in the restaurant kitchen yeah. here. Okay, but we could be using a pot with just a, a rack in it.
1: Exactly, Right, yeah. the burner. All right. So what, what I like to do is first just clean the fish. You've got uh, a fish here, a gutted, whole fish. It's already gutted, actually, for our, for our yeah. so, pleasure okay. here. But
0: this is, it's got the head on, the tail on, and everything exactly. on. Exactly. Okay. And
1: basically all we do is just score the fish. And about so making... one inch length, you know, sort of intervals down the whole side of the fish, right down to the bone.
0: Okay, so and you're just taking a cleaver and you're making cuts down the side of the fish, but the fish is still whole. The fish is still and whole. And it looks gorgeous, by the way.
1: Yeah, and this is a yeah. this is a red tilapia. But it could be any whole yeah, fish. It could be any whole fish, trout or uh, sea bass or... Uh, any any kind of nice uh, firm fleshed fish works best. If you get a fish that's too soft, like a mackerel or something like, doesn't steam up that well. Kind yeah, of and when you try mush. to get it out, it gets yeah, right. it falls apart, and you feel very depressed. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So now, what are we going to do with this whole fish?
1: So now we're putting it on a large plate that it's going to go into the steamer on, and we're going to add some uh, flavoring elements into it. I'm, I'm kind of winging this one. This is going to be kind of a a Thai Chinese style tasting thing. So. Uh, you can pretty much uh, be pretty free with with your with your different ingredients, and mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. So, anyway, we're going to start with uh, a little bit of garlic and chili. And I'm just going to kind of rub that onto the fish a little bit. What could be bad? And uh, we've also got some ginger and green onions. So you're just sprinkling that over the yeah, top. Yeah, just sprinkling it right and over the top. you smeared the garlic and chili over the yeah, fish. Yeah, and you. I mean, you could just put slices of garlic in there; it'd be fine too. Um, and then also we're going to add some a little bit of sugar to sweeten up the broth because the, the soy sauce that we're about to add is quite salty. Okay. Um, and then we're just going to add a little bit of soy sauce. And then finally you've got a little bit of uh, white pepper. This is the Thai version, so it's it's kind of a mild white pepper. It's not as strong as the stuff we get here. Uh-huh. Uh, so you, a fair amount of it goes on there to for, for good flavor. And then to this we might add uh, a little bit of pork stock. Makes makes it taste really kind of full, adds a little umami to it. Right. Or you can just use the water that's going to come from the uh, the steaming. You don't necessarily have to do a whole fish, though I believe that using the whole fish adds a lot of flavor because you've got uh, the skin, you've got the fat from, from the head. Um, and and the bones in there, I think any kind of meat or fish or poultry yeah. on the bone yeah. just has a, a, a deeper, more complex and delicious flavor. So, it also looks beautiful. It does, yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna. There's not much technique to this. We're just boiling water and steam, and we just drop the fish in there. There it is. Set it and forget it. So how
0: long do you figure it needs to cook? How do you figure that?
1: I'm gonna set a timer for about 10 minutes. We've got about a pound and a half fish in there. It's it's we've scored it, right. which allows the steam to enter a little more easily. Uh-huh. So I'm you know just from experience, it's about 10 to 12 minutes. So we'll we'll check it at 10 minutes. If it's not all the way done, we'll uh, we'll add a couple more minutes.
0: So while the fish is cooking, let's talk about jasmine rice. So what's the right way to do jasmine rice?
1: Well, jasmine rice is uh, is a particular variety of rice that has this beautiful aroma that that's faintly. Smells faintly of jasmine. Yeah. But there's no actual yeah. jasmine in it. There's some kind of compound in the rice. And uh-huh. it's a relatively delicate uh, smell and, and flavor. So you want to be gentle with the rice to start with. So you rinse the rice using a bowl and use your fingers to gently kind of uh, wash the rice and, and move it around so that you're uh, washing some of the starch off the outside of it. Uh-huh. Maybe change the water a couple times till it's not, you know, till it's running fairly clear. Right. Um, and at that point, you drain it out and let all the water drain out okay, in, a, in a colander uh-huh. so that you can get the ratio of water correct in the uh, rice cooker or pot that you cook it in. So there, there's a trick. You can either measure uh, quantity of rice to water which in ratio, be? which would be approximately twice the amount of water as rice. One pot, cup rice, volume. two cups water. Approximately. Right. Yeah. But there's a trick that you can do, um, which is that you can put it into your rice cooker or your pot. And fill it with water so that the water comes up. If you're touching the the, the top of the rice, right. the water comes up to the top of your first knuckle.
0: Oh, so I put my finger yes. in the rice, no matter how long well, my finger let's, let's is. Well, let's do
1: a little experiment here. Uh huh. Look at it. Turns out that most people's first knuckle is about the same
0: length. I'm close. Of your forefinger. Not really it's close. close, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. You're right. You count your fingernail anyway. That's so. <laughs> really amazing. Yeah,
0: you're right. We've just put our fingers, our forefingers, fingers next to each other and by gum, you're right.
1: They're pretty close. So, just so it's just that amount So it's about an of inch above the, of the rice. Okay. And then uh, you turn it on and bring it to a boil and then you turn it down. If you're doing it in a pot, yeah. bring it to a boil, then turn it down to a simmer and just cover it and let it go. Very low? Uh, just, yeah, just sort of like a medium low right, simmer. Right, right. And if um, you're using a rice cooker, you just push the button.
0: That's a nice way to, yes, okay. And there's
1: no reason not to use a rice cooker. A rice cooker's is easy. Uh, they're cheap to get. Everybody in Asia uses them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there's one more trick. When the rice, the, the rice cooker is done and it pops and, and goes and says warm, leave it like that for 25 to 30 minutes. Don't touch it.
0: Don't t- and with a pot, the same thing.
1: Pull it exactly. off the stove. Just pull it off the stove and let it sit for 25 to 30 minutes. And what happens is, is the rice kind of cures down a little bit. And it's it, uh, some of the steam dissipates. And it gives a chance for the rice to kind of, <clears throat> each individual grain to, to kind of uh, form its own little world there. I don't know how to say it better than that. <laughs> but, well, but essentially, it, it, it keeps it from being too sticky and too mushy. And then when you pull the top off, you fluff the rice using a fork. Just gently kind of fluff You don't it. crush
0: it in any way, though. No. You want to do the fluff thing. You just fluff yeah. it, yeah. And, and now, jasmine is... A long grain rice. That's correct. Yeah. It's so that has that that starch that does fluff. Yes. It doesn't stick together.
1: Right. Exactly. And a, a beautiful like a beautifully made uh, Thai jasmine rice will be kind of bouncy, uh, soft, very very aromatic, and but unlike uh, basmati rice, it's not loose. You know, it it kind of vaguely sticks together.
0: And it's usually isn't it served in a basket?
1: That would be sticky rice.
0: Oh, that's the sticky rice. Sticky rice, So yeah. how do you use the jasmine rice in uh, Thailand?
1: Typically, it, it's, it's it's center to to your uh, meal, so you might just have the rice cooker on the table and everybody just kind of helps themselves, or it would be a bowl, or people would just go to the rice pot, take some put it on their plate, and then uh, you have several different dishes in the middle of the table that you kind of help yourself to a little bit at a time.
0: Now, this is something I've always found interesting. Do you eat rice? Would you put that other dish spoon the, the dish on top of your rice and eat it? Or is the rice something you eat between bites of those other dishes?
1: Well, what, I, what, what you typically see in Thailand is, like I said, like you have this array of dishes. And you might take a little bit, like a tablespoon at a time, put it on your plate, either on the side of the rice or next to the rice, and then you scoop some of the rice into it. Now, if you dump it right on top of the rice... You basically made the, the rice taste like whatever it is you just dumped on top of it. And
0: now you can't do anything with it for, with the other dishes. Yeah, you kind right. of
1: lose that, that kind of uh, clean rice flavor that, that goes with everything. Now mm. there's, there are places where uh, there's a called ran kao gang or, or la kao, which means um, curry rice shop or on rice, where uh-huh. you literally go in and they, and they just dump it right on the rice.
0: And, but that's a dish. <clears throat>
1: that, yeah, it's basically a, it's, dish. It's okay. like, it's a lunch thing, and you're just kind of eating quick.
0: You know? Yeah, right. right. So that's how, do, that's how we do jasmine rice? That's how we do jasmine it rice. It sounds like you just sit down, and eat a bowl of jasmine rice, and it's dynamite.
1: Well, in, in Thailand, you'll see that people eat a lot of rice uh-huh. and a little bit of the other things that go with it. And rice is, like I said, it forms the, the majority of the meal. It's the core.
0: What's the deal with eggs? I mean, you pick that as one of your key three.
1: I think eggs are uh, kind of a perfect food. They're very, very easy to prepare, uh, but there's some tricks that you can use to, to make them come out really consistently. For instance? For instance, we always start with a room-temperature egg, and then uh, when we drop it into the boiling water and set the timer, we know that it's always going to come out at this exact uh, kind of consistency because if it's been refrigerated, it might be at 35 degrees or it might be at 41 degrees, but you're at room temperature, you're, you're so going to be around seventy. We're degrees.
0: talking the hard-cooked egg or the soft-cooked egg. Yes. Here.
1: So if you start with a room temp, you can say at uh, four minutes you get a perfectly uh, soft, uh, soft-boiled egg with with a runny yolk, and at six minutes it's runny in the center and starting to get molten. What we like to use are eight-minute eggs, which are set but still kind of have that kind of uh, almost molten but but custard set, custardy kind yeah. of egg. And the whites are this beautiful kind of uh, soft, translucent, not overcooked. doesn't get that kind of really chewy outer whites. I have to confess,
0: I don't think I've ever heard anyone make a a boiled egg sound that sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Never. So do you have other tricks with cooking the egg?
1: Yeah, we actually age the eggs. So we'll get them in from the farm, and we'll let them sit for about a week before we, we cook them. Because... Uh, what that does is, after you cook them, it's a lot easier to peel if they're a little bit, if they've been sitting for, for oh, a Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right, because that that white
1: starts to collect itself. Exactly. And it doesn't want to stick to the shell when you go to shell right. it. And, and the other thing we do is that we pull the eggs out of the water. When the timer goes off, we immediately pull them out of the water and shock them in an ice bath to stop the cooking process.
0: Does that mean that they get shocked and they pull away from the shell? <laughs> I'm picturing the eggs right. going, nah, no more. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. But that does make it easier.
1: Yeah, so when, when you put the, the, bo- the boiled eggs directly into an ice bath, it just brings the temperature down quickly so that it's, it arrests the cooking process. Because if you were to, to cook them for that perfect eight minutes, pull them out, and then let them go to room temperature, they're going to maintain the heat in the egg, and they'll continue to cook right. afterwards. So you won't end up with, with that beautiful molten...
0: Are those eggs, once they're shelled, ever cooked further in a sauce in Thai food?
1: There's a dish called kailuk khe, which means son-in-law eggs, where you actually boil the eggs, peel them, and then deep fry them without breading them or anything like that. You just deep fry the the boiled Uh egg, and it gets this nice kind of crispy crust uh, on the outside. Then you slice them open and put like a sweet tamarind and chili uh, sauce over the top and eat it as a drinking snack.
0: You know, when you think about how much an egg costs
1: and what you can do with it, this is really amazing. Really? This is great.
0: Okay. okay. So
1: let's just kind of take a peek at, at the fish here. Oh, I'm going to mix all the, the aromatics into the sauce. Yeah. and Just first, scrape it off the top, right? Just taste the sauce a little bit. Oh. Oh, that... Well, I'm
0: not going to be able to speak for a few moments, but... <laughs> but I, Oh, that sauce is delicious. It. The the Now, I've heard Thai food is some of the hottest food in the world, and... This is very hot, but the sauce has that sweet, salty, mm. complicated deliciousness. The meat looks incredible.
1: So yeah, it's very very tender and juicy and again, you, this might be a little spicy, but I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bite here.
0: Thank you. I thought you'd never ask.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: The meat is like it's um it's just melting in my mouth. And it's so delicate. Do you know, this is the thing that I think um, is remarkable about this food. You have this intense spice, and you have a very delicate fish, and yet for some reason it works together. It does not kill the taste of the fish.
1: Right. And, and, and I don't
0: understand really why it works that way.
1: <laughs> well, the steaming technique, you're not stepping on the flavor of the fish by frying it, so you're not adding that element of of oil flavor and fry flavor. So you just got the 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 pure flavor of the fish itself it's also combined with the sauce so it's all kind of enhancing uh, the different flavors um, and it mixes together
0: the thing about this is really I could put this fish on a plate, have those seasonings on the fish and have this in a steamer in probably easily just 10 minutes and 10 minutes later I could be sitting down and eating it with a family
1: as long as you started the rice before you started the fish
0: that's a good point, yes Okay. hey Andy,
1: thank you my pleasure. I'm glad you were able to come in today. Now we're gonna eat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>